following podcast is recorded and produced by the Podcast Precinct in affiliation with the network at BICBP-radio.com. The Podcast Precinct. Consistency. Creativity. Culture. The Nostalgia Funhouse proudly dedicates all episodes in the loving memory of Connie Chirac. Hey, Johnny. I'm glad oh. you finally showed up. Oh, man, I'm sorry. Uh, I got lost on the way here. I mean, this is a heck of a line for this show. Yeah, I, I heard the show is great. Like, I've heard nothing but good things. Uh, it, you know, the Talk No Less Politics show, it sounds fantastic. I don't think we're standing in line for that one. That's what, I think it's, that's what this I think is. It's, no. I, Politics, I, no, I, let's talk about it. That's what no, this show's called. I see a different... Wait. Oh, okay. No, yes, no we're standing... No. No, we're standing in line for the Nostalgia Funhouse. Oh, you know what? That sounds even better. Jeez. You know what? They probably got a really great sponsor. I bet they do. Are you watching Are You Afraid of the Dark? In the dark? Well, what are you afraid of? What's so terrifying about tales of the unknown, the unseen, and the undead? After all, there is nothing in the dark that isn't there in the light. Or is there? Tune in for another tale of Are You Afraid of the Dark? Tomorrow at 7.36.30 Central on Nickelodeon. Because the real terror never begins until night falls. Ah, yes, hello, it is I. The Dracula! Tonight's podcast will frighten you. It will scare you. It will change you. Tonight, the podcast will grade the top 10 best episodes of Are You Afraid of the Dark? I submit for the approval of the Midnight Society. The tale of the nostalgia haunted house. Well, wow. that, yeah, and then he, I don't know, you can't see us because it's an audio medium, but then Dracula threw some kind of weird dust on a fire and bam, here we are. Yeah. I'm just glad it's not the Dracula from panel discussion. Oh, what are you talking about? That guy's, a, he's a good guy. <laughs> uh, yeah. But side note, uh, did you know that the reason that A, they don't actually tell you, ever tell you what that stuff is that they throw in the fire uh, is there, is because they didn't want kids to actually start fires in their houses. <laughs> they, oh, really? they, didn't want, they didn't want to teach kids how to actually start a fire. <laughs> so. I know they always have the random bucket of water. Yeah. But yet I don't see any water sources. Yeah, they're because they're deep in the woods. We thought about that. Okay, so we're talking about Are You Afraid of the Dark? One of the things that kept popping yeah. in my head is they're doing this late at night in the middle of the woods. Mm-hmm. Where are the parents? <laughs> it's the 90s. Yes, but it's not like five in the afternoon, Andrew. It's like, okay, so we've <laughs> two vastly different childhoods in some aspect. Uh, probably around this age, I would be like, Mom. I'm going to so-and-so's house and we're going to camp. We were by the house. So, okay. So there's a lot of empty area Yeah. in the area that I, let's see, from like six until I graduated high school. So there's a lot of empty area. So we would just, as long as we were in the proximity of somebody's house, we would just camp out in a field. Yeah. 
I think everybody, I mean, I did that. I get but that. But this just, is this is all the time for one. They are doing this constantly for one. For two, sometimes when somebody's new to the group, they blind they put a bag yes, over their head. I really <laughs> watched 10 episodes. And I was like, why would they? Well, you don't want them to know where it is. Um, <laughs> Which tells you that it's deep in the woods. It's not just like maybe in the vicinity. Maybe it's not deep in the woods. Maybe it's somewhere close. I don't think so. If you're going to back somebody over the head, uh, then it, and you just go, hey, we're going, and you just walk them five feet, they're going to know where it's at. It's to disorientate you. When I went into boot camp, we went in at night, and once we hit the gates to Paris Island, we were told to put our heads down, and the guy made sure we kept our heads down. So we had no idea where we came in, where we came in, where we came out of. No idea at all. All of a sudden, you know, 13 weeks later when I graduate, I realized that the gate that we came in was like 20 feet away from us. Yeah. So it, I mean, I, I mean, you know, I get it, but still, I mean, you're walking a, a like a young teen. Probably, These are old teens, by the way. These are like 15 year olds at most. Yeah. I would say anywhere between probably 13 to 15, maybe. Yeah. That, that, that would be my guess. Yeah. Uh, so this is Are You Afraid of the Dark, of course. Um, top 10, according to IM, IMDb. I couldn't even. Yeah, it's the top 10 rated episodes in IMDb. Uh, so the best of the best of Are You Afraid of the Dark. Uh, it was on for six seasons. Uh, the first five are up on Paramount+. Plus. Mm -hmm. uh, the other ones are can be very tough to find, just so you know. Um, I have, gr I, we're. But as we found I was, able, out, I was gonna say all quick, episodes. Right. Now all of them are on there. Yeah. One of them like I had season to season fives and stuff aren't on there. Yeah. One of them I had to watch on YouTube. It was free on YouTube. The other two, I'm just gonna let everybody know I didn't get to watch because I, I you know, you you gotta join our Patreon so I can watch episodes of Are You the Afraid of the Dark? <laughs> I had a little extra cash for nine dollar ninety nine a piece. I think I bought I bought you paid four you paid bought, four bucks for this. <laughs> I did, but I don't want to spoil. Okay, okay. I don't want to uh, because I think it would kind of spoil grading and rating if I'm like, yeah, it was yeah. worth it. It wasn't worth it. So, yeah, but I am going to ask you those questions uh, after you give your reviews. Like, were they worth the dollar ninety nine? Uh, yeah, but the one thing I was also going to say is, of course, I'll, so basically, I've watched eight of the ten. Uh, do you want to do the two that I didn't get to watch? So I'm not going to have a fair review first or last because those would be all you. So you decide. I, I think we should just go in order. Okay. I think it's just go in order from 10 all the way to one. Just like uh, what was the website that we used? Uh, it was under Screen Rant. Right. Screen Rant uh, did I, that. Yeah. Cause I got a, I got them all in order when I took notes as well. So I, I did, I did too. Yeah. Okay. Uh, so yeah, Screen Rant did it. They wrote articles. I did not read any of those articles. I did not either. I didn't so, want to be tainted. <laughs> yes. That's how I looked at it too. I was about to, and I was like, you know what? I'm not going to do this. I'm just gonna go. Well, let me one. Let me yeah. Let me rephrase. I read the two that I didn't get to see. Okay, because I did because I didn't get to see them, so I read about them. But the other ones that I watched, I did not read about. Oh, and here's a side note. And Matt, uh, our buddy Matt, will love this. I kept this. I kept looking at that one one of the kids, and I was like, "Why does that girl look so familiar? I know I've seen her in stuff before. She looks so familiar." That's the because yes, that's because she's the daughter on one of the greatest TV sitcoms of all time. Reba, <laughs> there is well all over. Are you afraid of the dark? All kinds of people are in this. There are stars galore. <laughs> yes, yes. I, I was. If you just go through, I mean, you got guys from like that are doing 
the craziest comedy movies now, and I can't even Jay Barshell. Yeah. Yes. Like I was looking, just looking through. He's not in any of these episodes, but but if you if you don't know his name, look up. You'll if you look up a picture, you'll definitely recognize him and some stuff. Did you a lot? A lot of this too is they filmed this. If I'm thinking correctly, a lot of these shows they would film up in Canada. Yeah. And so a lot of these kids are these Canadian actors and uh, like, we'll go ahead and I'll go ahead and tell you Ryan Gosling is one of them and we will talk about him soon, but originally he was going to be one of the main kids, I believe, but he had to turn it down because he got accepted as uh, in the Mickey Mouse club. So, well, you gotta go with Mickey Mouse. No, I get Uh, it. Yeah. Matt would love this one. If he looks up the tale of the Bigfoot Ridge, Hayden, christensen oh oh yeah matt man maybe vader someday later (laughs) yeah we all know matt's a mark for that in the archives from when the show was a different name there's matt and i discussing about how hayden christensen played the character correctly and i've never seen so much joy come over matt's face at one point that's a completely different conversation than what we're going to talk about today but i agree that that role was if anybody has any issues with his acting it's not his fault it's how he was told to do it so uh and the writing if we're being fair it was also the writing (laughs) but are you ready to get into this i'm very excited to get into this Uh, as an old podcast i used to do used to say andrew let's get into it (laughs) (laughs) that feels dirty with my name in it like i I don't (laughs) feel like i have the honor uh you do now just don't tell trevor i'll feel bad okay uh (laughs) Now so, you were going to say something you want uh, before we actually get into these reviews. No, you, right? you stole Dracula stole it. I was going to oh, say for the, oh, for the, okay. the sorry. Approval. I knew one of us were going to do it. That's why we do podcasts. <laughs> I got like, yeah. As yeah, you can yeah. see, none of this is planned out in the from the start. <laughs> I literally just what said we're going to do. I mean, I'm not Dracula. Obviously, it's not just me putting on a voice. Uh, but I said, Andrew, uh, I think Dracula uh, wants to bring us in. He's got an idea, and that was the idea. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> Well, as long as I'm just happy it was said. Yeah, it's got to be said, right? It's got to be. Uh, Now, before we get into our actual reviews, the show overall, Andrew, I definitely watched this as a kid. Yes. uh, Because this was in the same vein as Goosebumps show, which I also obviously watched quite a bit because I love the books. Uh, But this was a slightly, and I'm not, not by a lot, but a slightly more grown up version of Goosebumps. Yes. This was like 9, 9.30 on SNCC, I want to say. Yeah. It was like the final one, and I don't remember too many. Like, I don't remember watching I, any of these episodes, really. I think maybe one, but the one that always stood out to me was like season one, episode two, the one with Zebo, the the clown. I remember the clown one, yeah. And then there's one where they kick it. I want to say the kid gets locked in the mall. And I think you're right. And coming to life. And try yeah. To kill him. I think that's. What I remember the most is the opening theme thing. Yeah. It's so good. That theme is a 10 out of 10. 10 out of 10 theme, 10 out of 10 opening uh, for a show like this. Perfectly done. Well, what reminds me, so I think what makes Are You Afraid of the Dark so great is there is that scary element. So it's kind of like a Goosebumps, but it's also a Twilight Zone in a way. Yes. And I think that's what got me into twilight zone and it is like a it is like a gateway for kids twilight zone yes Yes. like that got me into twilight zone and i still watch twilight zone every once in a while and there's some thing on the wing (laughs) 
time. I finally had time. <laughs> Some heavy hitters in the Twilight Zone. Too. Oh yeah, I yep. and my, I lived in Binghamton, New York, where they celebrate. Oh, I can't think of his name, but the, he's from Binghamton, and they celebrate that man like it's like the, the greatest person on the face of the earth in Binghamton, New York. Who is it? Uh, the host and creator of the Twilight Zone. Oh, oh, what was his name? Andrew's doing us a favor looking this up real quick. Yes, I can't sir. remember his name. Submitted for your approval. Twilight Zone. So uh, we're going to. Uh, we're going to do Twilight Zone. Yeah. yeah. Top 10 in January. Uh, Rod Sterling. That's it. Sterling. Yep. Yep. Yeah, okay. Rod Sterling. They say he was born in Syracuse, but he lived in Binghamton and they celebrate this man like there's no other thing going on. When I. But. I'm such a hardcore basketball guy. When I hear Sterling, it's a completely different name for me. His actually first name is Rodman. Oh, nice. Great rebounder. The two then. Yeah. All right. So <laughs> a member of the NWO and created uh, one of the best shows on TV. All right. <laughs> are you afraid of the dark? Yes. No. Here we go. I'm not. I'm not afraid. I'm not afraid of the dark, but I'm ready to get going. So okay. number 10 According to IMDb. Now, let's also say all 10 of these episodes are like out of 10 on IMDb are rated yeah. uh, nine and up. Yeah. So they're all really highly regarded. Is the tale of the dangerous soup. So also these have great names. <laughs> and I just realized I got autocorrected on this one. What did it, what's it say? <laughs> it's like tail, like an actual tail. Oh, yeah. But every other one is like like a story tale yeah uh, so pretty much background in this one girl runs a restaurant there's some there's some turnover going on in the restaurant but it's very very popular and it's only popular yes. for the soup right yeah this boy comes in he applies for like a job of just kind of like busser maintenance you know just cleaning up type stuff and they come to find out that the you're going to hear this name again the chef, Dr. Vak, because we're going or Vink. To... Think. Oh, yeah. Vink. Yeah. Is using this talisman that makes you experience your greatest fear. And then it extracts that fear. And that is the secret ingredient of the soup. Yes. It's uh, my, my first note is uh, any soup can be dangerous, really, if you think about it. <laughs> yeah. You could fall into it. It could burn yeah. you. Yeah. It could burn you. Waiter, there's a fly in it. There's all kinds of things yeah. that could happen. Also, that soup looks incredibly gross. It's just green grossness. <laughs> yes, it, it does look gross. And Nev Campbell is in this. And this yeah. is the part, because when the kid comes in, she's like doing receipts. And she's got to be, what, maybe 18 at the most, probably playing like a 16-year-old, pretty yeah. 16, 18-year-old in this. She introduces herself as hostess and part-time bookkeeper. And I'm thinking to myself, you are damn young to be a bookkeeper. Like, yes. Well, she's only part time. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm sorry. <laughs> but that's pretty. That's pretty much my note. I'm looking. I'm looking at all my notes, and they're all about how gross the soup is. <laughs> See, I didn't. I. I. It's just my other notes are. It's just green slime? Question mark. What if it, question mark? <laughs> pea soup looks better than this. But if it's good, you're gonna eat it. <laughs> No, like the only time I liked anything it was that green was those Ninja Turtle pies. But you're gonna eat it though if it tastes good, and you can only have one bowl because remember the one guy oh, was like the I thing we're it. leaving out is this is in the '90s. Keep that in mind. Uh, just one bowl of soup was hundred and fifty dollars. 
oh yeah, that's what he could charge. Yeah. And just all you could have is just one bowl because obviously you got to distract fear. And that's why they find out about the high turnover is he locks them in like this room yeah. and he attracts the fear and the people run away. And I do think that this episode gives you a great idea of why this show is sort of become this cult beloved thing mm-hmm. and that it strikes a really good balance of, uh, of having like this horror element to it, but also still being having some fun in there right like there's still an element of fun and and goofiness in a way in this yeah there's there's an episode where i'm thinking the goofiness got a little bit too crazy but i i like i like and, where and the, that fink character is very very fun i like him yeah. a lot thankfully because he does he's also again. the voice of cranky kong i looked him is up. he really yeah <laughs> i knew that you would like <laughs> yeah that's pretty great yeah <laughs> uh i looked i definitely looked him up with this episode i put down reminds me of is scarecrow from batman so if you love that scarecrow character from batman yes exploits people's fears yes you would kind of like i think you would kind of like this one as well because once at one point the talisman like flies away which i don't and it gets loose and it's like oh no it can feed freely now oh by the way the ending was pointless because they think they've conquered this fear but it in the end it really didn't matter yeah, <laughs> yeah. it was it uh i i i i liked it um, i enjoyed it also we're giving each episode two grades yes we're giving them how scary it was and the overall episode grade uh, so i gave this overall the do scare grade first oh, you want to do scare, scare grade, grade yeah. first? i gave it yeah. a three because messing with somebody's like deepest fear I actually gave it an actual grade. I didn't give it a number. Oh, I gave it a number. I gave it numbers. I think I think our I think we're gonna be similar on that though. Yeah. Because I, I gave it a C as a scare grade. Okay. Yeah. That's... Which is probably about a three. <laughs> yeah. I gave I gave everything numbers because that way I can like point. I can actually give mine a number too if I need to. Are you doing this out of ten or out of five? I did it out of five. Okay. I would also give this a three. I scare I, grade three. I don't think it was scary, scary. I don't think it was like what is this crap yeah i think it was like right in the middle there where it was just a three it was scary enough because if you put yourself a little bit into that situation messing with your fears is pretty horrible especially because like that guy's greatest fear was like his uncle or something coming i thought it was was either his uncle or his dad some some important uh figure in his life who uh, was very demeaning to him yes which was actually pretty deep because it wasn't just a like I'm afraid of snakes thing. Which I mean, that was one of them. But yeah, but that's why I gave it a four. Also, is because it's it's a higher level yes. fear. Like you can look down at a snake and be like, I'm not afraid of a snake. There is somebody or something greater out there that you could be afraid of. Yeah, I also would uh, give this a four or a B as I have my letter grade. <laughs> We're on the same point here. This is a pretty good episode, I think. See, once again, we did not discuss how we are grading. I was like, I'm the. I was. But when I think grades, I think letters, and that's on me. I just (laughs) well, they give you numbers now. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, I went to school when it was back in my day. (laughs) It was letters. (laughs) Really, even in high school? Yes. Yeah. Wow, we got numbers. No, we got letters. All kinds of letters. I mean, we got number like on a test. You got a number, but you would know if it was an A or a B by that number. And then your report card, it would be num- it would be letters. 
Oh, see, we got numbers all the way through. Hmm. Like right. I knew, like if I got a 92, it's a borderline B plus A minus type level. I haven't gotten a letter grade. Well, in college I did, but. Well, I'm, let's give each other a grade right now on our closeness. Uh, what what number would you give me? <laughs> I don't even know. <laughs> Andrew's yeah, an A. Andrew's I, an A plus in my book. I haven't gotten a letter grade since elementary. I just gave you one A plus. No, I a mean, plus well, yeah. this is one that matters, dude. A plus job on communication. <laughs> <laughs> but overall, I gave it a four. Yeah, I also gave it a give it a four. Yeah, very fun episode. Now this next one, Andrew, I got really excited about Star Power, like crazy. Yes. It's the tale of Ryan Gosling. I mean, it's the tale of Station 109.1. Yes, this is uh, the Ryan Gosling. And I was really upset that uh, Screen Rant didn't put in Gilbert Godfrey. It's also in this episode. I went back after I watched it. and I was like, how could they not mention that? Mentioned in the article that they do say Gilbert Godfrey. But in the actual, when you're just looking at the bold names of episodes, when they're listing them, they mention Ryan Ryan Gosling there, which I understand he's a big star and he's a great actor, but it's Gilbert freaking Godfrey for crying it's out loud. Gilbert Godfrey. Yeah. I'm, I'm in the same way. Like I Ryan Gosling's okay. And no, nobody ever remembers that Ryan Gosling was an absolute defensive liability in Remember the Titans. He was, you're right. <laughs> also the, the other thing I did too is if I we watched him on Paramount Plus, uh I put down the episode, uh, season and episode that is on there, not what's in Wikipedia because it's all different. So the tale of the dangerous soup, if you want to go back and watch it and don't have to flip through everything and you're on Paramount plus it is season four, episode five, the one that we're talking about now, the tale of station 109.1 is season five, episode seven. Yes. The gist of this one is, uh, there's this family. They, uh, the kid, the youngest brother, is fascinated by the macabre of that type of stuff. He's very much into it. He finds this radio station at the end of the dial, and it just and it just sticks to him. And he's like, "I got to figure this out." He finds out where that's at, and he discovers that it's way more than a radio station, Andrew. It's where you go when you when you pass away. Yes. And it kind of and there's a door there that decides your fate, basically, is the gist of it. And Gilbert Gottfried is kind of the guy who's at the radio station who's sort of running it. And Ryan Gosling plays the older brother. How freaked out were you when you heard Gilbert Gottfried talk in a normal voice? It's all right, because he changed he got back to Gilbert really quick. So it's all right. <laughs> but you left out Ryan Gosling, the older brother. Locked his brother into a hearse. Yeah. That got this all going. I did say my first note is, after Gilbert Garfried, my first note is that uh, younger brother is a bit much. <laughs> True. He's a bit much into this. So me being this pop culture mark and stuff like older technology, no digital tuners on the radio. I know. I got really excited about that. And also for dinner, here we go. <laughs> this is where I got, I got into this one. Who has 
shrimp, mashed potatoes, and carrot sticks for dinner. Because if you remember when they're eating, he buries the shrimp in mashed potatoes. He and does the cross with sticks with carrots yeah. to put it on there. Who, who has that combination? And also, again, that kid's a bit much. <laughs> okay. Did he ask for that? Like, is that what? Yeah, he so he could do that. Yeah. He said, oh. uh, Mother, could you please add carrots to this? I would love to make little crosses. I also like at the radio station, they call it for uh, for the dimensionally challenged. <laughs> yes. That, yeah. that, that got me as well. Uh, the, that- one, of the, one of the things that got me is when that uh when the bro- younger brother is looking into this radio station this is early to mid 90s by the way that internet was way too fast <laughs> way I, know, too I think one of my kids were in the room and they were like staring at the website <laughs> couldn't like comprehend what was going like why it looked so blocky and everything else yes. the website looked looked of the time it looked Fine, but it moved way too quick. There was no modem. Yeah, yeah. They didn't have like tons of free AOL disc laying around. <laughs> and the other thing too is when the brother finally, because the kid goes in there and he gets that the slap bracelet. Great job with the props. Yes, love that the slap bracelet with the number. Because now all of a sudden he cannot be seen anymore because he is confused for the actual person that was in the hearse. Yep. I don't know how you'd not check your credentials, Gilbert, but you should have known the older guy died, not the younger kid. Yes. And at one point they figure it out at the radio station and the older brother sees the ghost. Yes. Asking him to get him there. And... The ghost drives. I have his note too. <laughs> I was waiting for this the whole entire time. But this, no, this, no, no, I have this of this story. The I ghost... asked this. I literally asked this question: Did the ghost drive this car? Because <laughs> they plainly show Ryan Gosling in the passenger seat. Yes, the, the, that ghost was driving. It, it had to drive. So if it drove itself to that radio station, why did it need Ryan Gosling in the first place? Exactly. <laughs> this was a very cool episode, probably up until that point. But they, the I think the cool thing was when they threw the kid into the doors. Yeah, and then they spit him back out, and then the guy got put in. And they're like, oh, my goodness, I don't want to go there, like implying that, you know, hell is a horrible place. But then the guy that did die was like, it's not so bad. Yeah. If you were a good person, if you're a good person. So be a good person. There's a there's a couple of these episodes with morals of the story. I agree. Yeah. Pretty decent teaching moments. Um, Gilbert was great in this. So really, this is like uh, top tier Gilbert stuff here. This is what you were talking about by the goofiness, but yes, but it worked. Point, it didn't take away right from that story. It actually enhanced it and made and helped make it more, uh, because I felt overall this was fairly creepy. I mean, the if you just think about the aspect of um, yeah. the afterlife uh, of a radio station at the end of the dial that you hear when you're dying or dead, there's a lot of creepiness here, and there's just like all these people waiting. 
for their fate in the radio station. There's a lot of creepiness in this. The Beetlejuice vibe. Yes, yes. That's a that's a good. It's not Beetlejuice at all, but it's got the feeling and vibe of Beetlejuice. Yes, yeah. agreed completely. Uh, scary. I gave it like a three again. Oh really? I it's it's just okay. Scary. I'm just gonna go ahead and get this out of the way. I am a giant wuss, so everybody know that going in. Uh, I gave this um, this is a five scare for me. I gave it. A, I, yeah, because I'm just thinking of the like I said before, the the creepiness factor in this I thought was pretty well done. I've been watching a lot of like horror thriller stuff, so I think I'm getting more and more sense. Oh, see, I, see, this is the scariest thing I've watched this year so far. Oh, okay. We've gone on a we've gone on a saw marathon. So, oh yeah, see, I I would never watch those movies. I have no time for that in my life. Oh, they're so good as like a thriller. They're so good, and so I don't have wow. any interest in watching people get tortured as entertainment. It just doesn't do anything for me uh-uh. personally. But you do you. You do you, boo, as they say. I, <laughs> last year, I watched every single Nightmare on Elm Street movie. And they get worse and worse and worse and worse and worse. I can count how many of those I've actually seen all the way through on one finger. <laughs> it's, it was interesting to watch them to find out little nuances in the different things. And there's no coherency in the stories. Yeah, yeah none at all. Uh, what, what overall grade do you give the... I probably, I probably would have given this a four. I gave it a 3.5 because of the car. <laughs> because of the ghost drove. Okay. Here's the thing. I really like this episode. This had everything going for me that I decided to overlook that complete huge logic hole that's in this. <laughs> I cannot give cannot get it out of my head. Like I think I kind of I think for me it added to how funny it was. How goofy it was. But why did he, he just get in the car and drive himself? I know. He spent that You're not wrong. episode going, you know, asking people to take him somewhere, and then he gets in the car and drives. Yeah. Which means also that he always knew where that station was at too in the first place. So the why are you torturing this kid? Yeah. You could have yeah. solved this problem a million times over. But apparently he was a good guy, so it's okay. Uh, I gave Obviously this, not. I question it now. <laughs> this is one of my favorite ones. I also gave this a five. I really liked this episode quite a lot. I thought it was very fun, despite that huge, huge hole in the story, <laughs> which I definitely recognize. I just chose to let it go, <laughs> like uh, Elsa taught me before. So next one we have here is The Tale of the Shiny Red Bike. Uh, on Paramount Plus, this is season three, episode five. Uh, this is about a boy and his friend in the beginning. They're talking about fishing. They're like, yeah, I can't wait to go fishing. The boy's friend falls into like this river. Like and, a river uh, reservoir type yeah. thing. Yeah. And then it, the bike gets swept too. So what you're saying is, Andrew, this episode starts with a kid dying. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yes. Why not? Uh, <laughs> so the kid dies, and the and then it goes into the future, which I got I got things with. Uh, it goes into the future, <laughs> and the kid is still haunted by his friend's death. You know, like I yeah. could have saved him. You know, I keep on <laughs> dreams and everything else, which is pretty deep if you think about. It. It's a deep concept. It, it's very it's very deep. It's very deep. 
Uh, then he starts seeing the kid and he's yeah. like calling to him. I think the older, the kid that survived's name was Mike. And he's like, Mike, Mike. And he sees him at school. Nobody else sees him. And they think he's going crazy. Yes. They think he's going crazy. The only one that's on his side is his little brother. Mm-hmm. And I'll get, I'll get, I'll tell the story and then we'll get into like, there's some logic holes or like, <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> changes in times in this one. So he gets like sent to the nurse. They take him to the doctors and they're like, you just need to rest. <laughs> there's nothing wrong with you. You just need to rest. You need to get over this crap and you need to rest. So the boy keeps on coming and showing and then it, they're big fishing people. So he's like, man, I've never missed opening day of fishing. I didn't know there was an opening day of fishing. I just thought you could fish all year long. But hey. uh, in your area, because we have to here, do you have to get like a fishing license? Yes. Okay. Yeah, we have that. Here yeah, too. Once you turn 16, I believe. Right. Yeah. Uh, then all of a sudden the boy finally you know talks to him and he's like it's your brother you got to get down to the reservoir because your brother there's a good chance you got to save him he's going to die and it turns out this is such a dick move i'm sorry but i said it so the brother and his friends the little brother and his friends are at the thing at the river and they're fishing the little brother knocks over one of his friends' drink nothing comes out. obviously an accident yeah i just he, i we're gonna we're gonna focus on this one so much. i have notes on this part too so and he knocks it over and so the kid's like hey so he grabs the little brother's bobber and whips it into that reservoir where that kid where the kid died and the little brother tries to go and get it go get his bobber i don't know why they're like a dollar probably and he gets his foot stuck the brother comes in and saves him after the ghost gives the older brother the bike to get to the reservoir. Yeah. And then all of a sudden the older brother saves them. He looks around and the bike is like rusted out. It's not a shiny red bike anymore. And then all of a sudden they find that boy's body that died years ago. Cause they never did find it. And he saves the brother. That's pretty much the story. Yeah. <clears throat> so the uh, gist of it is he thought that he was being haunted when in fact, um, that kid still, the ghost still considered him like his best friend and was just actually trying to help him yes. uh, to help his brother. Yeah. So uh, my first question here, Andrew, is therapy, anyone? Ther- therapy? <laughs> yeah. Therapy? <Yes. laughs> Why are we going to the nurse? I'm pretty yes. sure if you got it. mental health, I, rest is nice, but there's other ways of looking at this. This is very much a uh, like old person way to deal. Like just throw some dirt on it. You're fine. Type of thing. Oh, uh, my goodness. when you think about it, this kid's guilty because his best friend died in front of him when they were both kids. And nobody, everybody's like, brush it off, dude. Yeah. Just his dad's, his dad's like, he's dead. Yeah. <laughs> 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 your life. Like, it's like, good God. <laughs> like no sympathy at all. And no, I'm a, none. I'm not gonna lie, I'm a hard dude, but there's certain things where I'm like, I feel bad for you. Like yeah. this, this is sad. Like he literally watched his best friend die, and then the family, school, and everything are like, get with the program, dude. Yeah, that was like get over it. 
that was like five years ago. Let's concentrate on the now. <laughs> get some rest. Sure, sure, it was an event that probably shaped your entire life. <laughs> I know you're having nightmares, but get some rest. Yes. Uh, how important when you were growing up, because mine was quite important too, was the was a bicycle when you're a kid. It was, it's it's it, that's your first piece of freedom. I feel. Yeah. Exactly. Yes. Yes. So yeah, we're we're in the same boat there, or same bike there. I, the title kind of threw me off because I was like, why are we watching this crap about a bike? But then it made sense as it, it went it, on. It, it yeah. did make sense. The other thing that I found funny was, is so there's a time lapse. Yes. So there's a t- change in time. People get older, fashions change, yeah. everything else. So there's a point where the father picks them up from school and he's like, I see so-and-so. He's over there. And the father chases them down. This kid gets the off and they're person looks like they're wearing the same exact clothes as the kid that died and it turns out to be a girl riding the bike but why are you wearing the same exact clothes as somebody that died like five years ago coincidence <laughs> i i don't know but that that i wrote that i had down and then that bobber thing that was such just yeah let's let's talk about that these are the worst friends I, ever you're right. I think calling them a calling that one kid especially a dick is being kind. <laughs> My first thought was, "What a dick move!" Completely. On top of that, let's just say that the brother didn't get there in time to save him. Yeah, literally, that means that that quote unquote friend murdered his friend. Yeah, not like, not like, uh, like I think his name is Mike, who tried to like almost save his friend. No, right. So Mike was at least Mike was legit trying to save his friend and he just wasn't able to. Right. And that stayed and he felt guilty. I have a feeling now, granted, in fairness, we spend less than a minute with this friend. We don't know him, but just based on what we see, I think he'd have zero guilt in any of this. (laughs) I think so, too. And the one friend didn't even say anything to him when he threw the bobber because there was friends and that brother. He's not the other like, friend just kept on fishing. No, he was like, I'm just not dealing with this today. I'm gonna enjoy fishing. No, and I'm just also I'm, I'm doing this in fairness thing. Uh, but we've all been a part of growing up, a part of a friend group when two friends in that friend group are having issues with each other. A lot of times we'll be like, I just don't want to be a part of this. Yeah, I can't <laughs> blame him totally. <laughs> so, like, throw his bobber. I would have been like, dude, did you really have to throw his bobber? Yeah, and I also would have been like, dude, don't worry, don't go. I'll I'll buy you one. Like you said, they, they can't be that expensive. No. Now I got to look up how much a bobber is. Yeah. but And I will say, uh, I used to go, when I was a kid, I went fishing with my dad all the time. We didn't always have bobbers. We just fished. <laughs> yeah, you'd use sinkers. Yeah. Oh. It's, yeah, they can't I, be expensive. Even today, they can't be expensive. You could get a whole bunch for like 10 bucks. Yeah. $2 a piece. Yeah. Which back then would mean they were like what fifty cent to a dollar for one. Yeah, yeah, don't yeah, kid, it's fine. Let it go. Not you worth get it. a hundred and sixty <laughs> piece set. I don't know how good it is with hooks and everything on Amazon right now for sixteen bucks. Yeah, well, in their fairness, it's in Canada, so it's probably like twenty bucks. I'm messing around with my friends from the north. <laughs> I don't know what that's about. Uh, okay. Uh, what, what, oh, 
Yeah, scare grade. What would you give the scare grade on this? I gave it like a two. I, I agree. It, also a two for me. It was more of a thriller than yes. I thought this was way more about. Um, it wasn't scary to me. It was way more about the guilt that this kid felt than anything else. Yeah. Um, and it actually was, despite that one complete dickhead in this thing. Uh, I, th- I I really liked this episode overall. I thought it was a good story. Uh, just if you think about it, I mean he he feels like he's being halted because he couldn't help his mm-hmm. best friend, but in fact that best friend never blamed him, and in fact was actually trying to help him the whole time. Uh, so I really like that little twist there. Uh, I really enjoyed this one, Andrew. What did you give the episode grade here? Gave it a four. I, this is a five for me. I just like the story overall in this. I, I'm glad I gave a lot of these like four or four point, like where they were at. But yeah, I I gave it. I gave this one a four. All right. What's next? Uh, Tale of the Midnight Madness episode. So season. Oh, sorry, season two, episode nine on Paramount Plus. This is another Doctor Vink story. Uh. Pretty much, there's this old movie theater. Looks like probably a one screener. It's about to get shut down because, like, as always, the 80s or 90s, the multiplex kind of comes in and steals all your stuff. Yep. So, <clears throat> Dr. Vink shows up and he says, Let me show this movie. I don't want anything from you. I just want to be able to show my movies if you start turning a profit. Yep. And they're like, Okay, you can do it. And it's an old, uh, the old Nosferatu. Can't even talk. Yeah, basically, it's. Uh, well, I don't want to. I don't want to rattle him up, but it's Dracula. It's yeah. Dracula. What? I don't look like that. <laughs> Sorry, buddy. Is uh, he the Bela Lugosi Dracula? Not the not this Nosferatu one. Uh, he's the one from uh, Dracula Dead and Loving It. Oh, okay, that makes sense. <laughs> That makes sense for this show. Uh, but so they show it and everybody loves it and they start making money doing the hand over fist thing and, you know, money hand over fist. Business is good, baby. Uh, and every time I talk about money and <laughs> for things, I got to think like wrestling territories. Yeah. And so they decide that I think they're like going to watch it. And then all of a sudden Nosferatu comes out. All of the, the movie, movie, like of the movie becomes real. Yeah. Yes. And he starts chasing them around <laughs> and doing all that stuff. So the kid figures he's going to get into the movie and take out Nosferatu that way, which he does. And then Dr. Vink shows up because Dr. Vink's mad that they were not going to show his movies because they're making money, and they're like, we don't need you anymore. Yeah. And so uh, once the boy kills Nosferatu, ends the movie, Dr. Vink shows up, and he's like, are you going to show my movies? And they're like, no, we're not going to do that. And then all of a sudden it comes out that Dr. Vink has bought the movie theater. So now his movies will be shown. And his movies are like this Nosferatu, where they come alive. Yes. A really fun uh, trope uh, is when the thing from the television comes out of the television, right? Can I tell you what this reminds me of? Yes, please. Last Action Hero. Old movie theater. Yes. 
<laughs> all I love this. Is, You're right. All we, yes. All we needed was Mickey Rooney. Last note that yeah. I made. Was, or sidekicks. I would also accept with sidekicks here. That's yeah. the Chuck Norris one. <laughs> it's that's the first thing that came to mind. Was kind of like a golden ticket type thing. You jump into the movie. Yeah. You do that. And the, the special effects, the way that he pushes through the movie screen. It was that, really that kid. It was done it was, well. It would really done well. Yeah. Now, a lot of times on this show, as we'll even see on future episodes, you can tell this is very early CG days. <laughs> yes. Yeah. But, like it's a little crude at times, but this looked pretty good. I uh, my first, good. my first big note is um, at the beginning where they're kind of showing how bad this place is doing. There's no way they're making payroll. There is no way they no. made $6 and they're reusing stuff. Yes, they made six bucks. Well, maybe it's and like they a... have and they have three employees. There's no way they're getting paid off of six dollars. And I love it how oh I forgot at one point to raise awareness and to make it into a landmark. The kids like passing out flyers and everything. Yeah, he's trying. He's trying really hard. Yeah. And the girl, he's trying to once again everything pretty much in these. If there's a girl involved, they're trying to get with the girl. There's always a. a... They always try to add a little touch of romance because when you're a teenager, that is what you're thinking about. So I get it. Uh, but I mean, you're not, these are like 25 minute episodes. You're not really going to get much on that, no. that front. Um, but you get it. Cause you know, we were all teenagers once. Oh man. Um, I thought this was fun. I thought I it like, was too. I like that Vink character pretty much. I think he's really a very fun, goofy sort of, uh, adversary who can kind of keep showing up from time to time. I wonder how many more episodes he's actually in. That's a good question. I was wondering that myself. We should do. And also in these top 10, this top 10, there's a lot of vampires. I'm just going to go ahead and let everybody know. Yeah. I'm a vampire guy, but this got a little annoying. Yeah. Oh, you are. He's in a lot of them. How many? Dracula. This is not your show. Oh, it just, just listed. He's in another one too. He's also in the Tale of the Phantom Cab as Doctor Vink. That's the very first one. So he's from day one. So I'm talking about. Uh, so Bobcat Goldwaite's in one. That's what I'm talking about. <laughs> that see that I'm Bobcat Goldwaite. Uh, Gilbert Godfrey Mark right here. But so this one's scary. Uh, I give it. A, I give this one about a three. I think it's about as scary as the other ones. The fact that you have this being chasing you. Yeah. It's now I do think new. the makeup of the the stuff for I, I can't say it either. Of the, not to. Yeah, um, it was really well done. Yeah, I did. And like he is it. he is creepy looking, but I agree with you. This is a three at most on the scare grade. Yeah. Uh, grade overall. I gave it like a 3.5. It was a good I'm going to agree. I actually put a B minus, which I would say probably 3.5. Yeah. So I'm going to agree here. It's it's still a fun episode, though. It's really fun. It, this was way, way more fun than it is scary or anything like that. This is probably the first fun episode out of the ones that we did. Like all the other yeah. ones were kind of a little bit thrilling, a little scary. Some are a little bit deeper than you're expecting going in. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. This one is, this one's just, this one's fun and kind of, and a little bit of suspenseful. Yeah. I'm just glad we don't have to worry about vampires anymore talking, going on. What's the next episode called? Oh, what do you know? Tale of 
tale of vampire town <laughs> this one this was the free one on youtube yes this is the one it's not on paramount you have to go to youtube to find this gotta one but the to, full episode's there gotta go to youtube uh you know what you I'm probably showing my cards on this one. You, can you explain this one? Because I got a lot to unpack on this one. Okay. Again, we have a kid who's a bit much. Yeah. Just say Way that. too much. He's very, he's, he's on his way to being one of the goth kids. I, best way to describe him, I think. Yeah. Right. And I, and I'm not knocking that at all. Just uh, by the ways. When I was in high school, I had friends from many different groups, including some goth friends, and they were awesome. So I'm not locking that at all. Uh, but he's very much into it, especially considering he's, what, like 11 or 12? Maybe, I think probably 13, 12. 12, 13, somewhere around 12, there. 13. Yeah. Uh, all right. So they're all, he's with his parents. They're going on vacation. I will also go, go ahead and say these are really good parents. Yeah, because they let him choose. They let him See, choose. This is where I got a lot to unpack. It. They're going out of their way to try to understand him. These are great parents, honestly. This kid, and I'm glad at the end. Spoiler alert: He does know that. So. <laughs> the father gave up going to a football game where I guess they had field passes. The, yeah, I mean, well, did he know? It's did the he at the end? Yeah, at the end. At yeah, the end. But he was willing but, to but do that. He was willing, he was willing to willing, do yeah. it. And I mean, so it they was, go to this town that's basically. We'll get into it. They go into this town that's basically, uh, quote unquote, known for vampires. The movie, the episode opens up with the vampire attack, yeah, in a, in a morgue. That was really all I liked how that was done. That was, that was really fun. Where the body the sits up like it's Kane from WWE. <laughs> this one, it starts good. It starts very good. Uh, basically, there are catacombs underneath this hotel that they're staying at with like a ancient vampire yeah and this kid thinks he's a vampire hunter and that's the gist of it uh the it ends with he kills the vampire or so he thinks and uh he when you see him again he's no longer in the dark uh, garb he's just he looks like just a normal kid for what it's worth and his parents are like are really shocked by this, and he's like, "Hey, can we go to the game?" Uh, you know, I'm kind of done with this vampire stuff. Yeah, because he pretty much brought that vampire back to life too, because he yeah. pulled the stake out of its heart. And uh, then he goes uh, into because I can't remember if it ends with him about to get bit, or do, is that how it ends? Right? Yeah, he goes back in. That's when he discovers that other guy because was actually he, a vampire. Yeah, because there's two guys. Uh, this one was more than a comedy that I felt like anything else. Yeah, it was almost because uh, you have those two guys, the two older guys, and they're kind of bumbling type it's, characters. The fact I got stuck, couldn't get through the wall that the kids lived through. Ooh, yeah. Kind of like one of those type things. So it wasn't, this wasn't anything, I felt anything suspenseful. I pretty much figured it out within the first two minutes when the yeah. keeper was like, oh, we keep the curtains closed because of the antiques. And things like that. It was just like, oh, let me guess, you're gonna be a vampire. Yeah, uh, I. Yeah, that was my first thought too. Was that guy's the vamp was a vampire? <laughs> as you yes. can tell, I hated this episode. I thought it was horrible. I didn't find anything suspenseful for it. The kid brought that vampire back to life because of his stupid move by removing the stake because he wanted to throw the stake at the two guys that thought he was a vampire. 
all of a sudden he shows up with brand new clothes. Where did he get the clothes? Did he always pack those? Because they were in the catacombs. Yeah. <laughs> he saw those bodies. He just took one out, took some off of there, washed them oh. good to go. There's just so much wrong with this episode that it's not. <sighs> there's, I just did not like this at all. You're not, you're not, you're, you're not wrong. The only thing that I will say that actually redeems it for me. And I already kind of said this, but this is a great story from the aspect of how far and how much these parents actually care about their son. They really do care. They go well out of their way to try to be accommodating and to try to understand this kid. And from that aspect, I really like that part of it. That was good, but. But he is, again, he's a bit much. (laughs) Overall story like there we've talked about a couple already that where the story is just so good and draws you into it or it's a little bit of great story that yeah, draws you the into story it. here is weak it's it pretty weak fun, but this one i don't know how this one got rated so high i don't know either i because the other even though other ones before this is the worst of the ones that we've talked about so far. I, this is my lowest rating yeah this is a one for me this yeah i got a one on both levels because yeah I uh, scare grade's also zero. a one yeah um the only I, thing that keeps it from a zero for me again is those parents <laughs> uh so i go by the old adage i have this thing where i like to read reviews because i feel like some people over exaggerate on reviews sometimes oh, yeah. yeah but this is the first time where i believe in the statement is if i could give it a zero i would <laughs> but I wanted to give it something, but this is one. This is the weakest on that list. Yes. And yeah, I mean I'm, I I'm glad it was free. And the other the only other positive is at least the fat guy's not eating all the time. Yeah, but it was just too many like I felt like And as it, a fellow and as a fellow fat guy, I'm glad to be represented on screen. I thought it was like just a trope. Like it was oh, just yeah. like the skinny guy, the fat guy chasing. Yeah. The it's like a, uh, it's like a Laurel and Hardy type of thing. Yeah. yeah Laurel and Hardy, Abbott and Costello. Uh, like, Abbott Costello. All we needed yeah. was some Benny Hill music at some point with the, yeah, doing all that stuff, but it's not, I didn't think it was good. Right, well, what's next? Uh, this one I did buy. This is the tale of C7. It's- this is all Andrew. This is the one, one of the ones that I did not get to see. Okay, so this one going into it, I was like, I'm just gonna do it. I'm committing. I'm committing myself to my craft. That and I'm saying that with sarcasm. Uh so it's about this family, single mother. There is a son and a daughter. They buy this old like house out on the river, and they start seeing people and everything else oh also the daughter doesn't know how to swim so they so the boys start seeing people and start seeing like g- 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 ghosts around of like this girl <laughs> been hanging out with johnny for too long and, <laughs> and so he starts seeing this and they discover an old like jukebox like so old that it plays records and they plug it in they try and get it to work and the boy all of a sudden fixes it just out of nowhere. And uh, he notices he's going to go and test it out. He notices that C7's not working. 
it's not working at all. So he switches it and he goes back. And then you learn of a story of behind like what's going on in the house, that the house is haunted. And you learn of a story that there was a soldier coming back home from, um, from the time period, I'm guessing world war two and the way that he was portrayed in his uniform, world war two. And they were having a big homecoming party for him at this house, but they got a telegram saying he never came back that he wasn't going to be coming back home. And the girlfriend lived across the river. And on that night also, there was a storm and she died. And they wrote in a letter that they were going to dance one last time to the song on C7. So the boy finally gets it to work because like this girl is appearing in a canoe and then the daughter keeps on trying to save it. The boy finally gets it to work and they meet up together in the afterlife. And then they kind of are able to finally rest in peace. This is a great sounding story. <laughs> it, it, I, I, it sleeps and bounds better than that one we just talked about. I, I gave it a 4.5. It was it scary. No, this was just one of those episodes where it was just purely <laughs> great story. Story. Yeah. That's all I put down was under where I had scary. I said, not just a great story. It's a, just a great story about two people that don't want to give up on each other. Yeah. And they're going to do that guy was going to do what he meant. And that girl's just looking for a long lost love. Yeah. Well, it I, I like it. 4.5. All right. What's the next one? Uh, another. They all are way better than the other. <laughs> the tale of Vampire Town. Uh, next one is Tale of the Vacant Lot. This was episode, or sorry, season five, episode 15. If you're going to check it out on Paramount Plus. Oh, yeah, real quick. Uh, this, I forgot to rant about this earlier, but this episode was one of the ones where I had to exit Paramount Plus and go back into Paramount Plus because it was glitching on my Xbox and it does that a lot. The Paramount Plus app is awful on the xbox fix it please i beg you oh because you have you have a lot of stuff on there that i want to watch so fix it please uh it like it would say i would click on the episode to play it but then it would just play the episode right after it it wouldn't play that one until i went out eventually it did work so i didn't get to watch it peacock did that on my fire tv to the point where and then also the dubbing would get thrown off so i oh yeah yeah i know what you're talking about i listen like i'll have my, my tv's right next to me so i'll do editing or whatever, and then I'll have the TV on, so I don't notice it right away. And then all yeah. of a sudden, I turn around. And I'm like, I'm gonna watch this part for a little bit, and then uh, it's like watching an old school Godzilla movie. <laughs> yes, yeah. Mouths yes. move, and then it's all a, of a sudden, yeah. words start happening. Yeah. And the mouth is shut, but they're still words. Okay. Basically, this is the this the tell of the vacant lot. Is this girl feels like she's just average. Mm-hmm. and she just wants more she wants to stand out more there's a boy she likes uh there's friends groups she wants to be a part of she wants to make the track team all these things and all of a sudden a mysterious shop and i'm using that term loosely because it's not even a building shop pops up with a mysterious woman who you never see her face until it's too late and this girl's like okay i'll go along with it yeah <laughs> well you're young no, I, it helps this, I think that's the. This was one. This is one with the. This is one with the moral in it, though. Yeah, the huge moral. Yeah, which I do appreciate. So, um, yeah. Um, the the one thing I wanted to talk about is 
when we're with the Midnight Society at the beginning, they're all told to bring something valuable. Some yeah. of those things are ridiculously valuable and expensive. Yeah. And if overboard. there's no way you're bringing that stuff out of the house for the first in the first place to a campfire with a bunch of other kids. The air, the air, I can't even talk. This is the same as playing a, uh, playing with a, a baseball signed by the great Bambino. Yeah. <laughs> it was the Edgar Allan Poe's book from like 1800 days. Yeah. Uh, Who was the baseball card? It was an old baseball Hank, card. Hank Aaron. Hank Aaron's baseball I'm like, card. Oh, crap. Yeah. It was ridiculous, some of this stuff. <laughs> the, I think the best part was the the girl with the snow globe. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And she just said that it, there's different types of value. And that's what leads us into this story. Yeah. Or tale. Sorry. There's a lot here that there is to like. Uh, so she wants to make the track team. And that's when she first runs into that shop, that lady with the shop, and she gives her shoes, right? And she's like, I'll ask, uh, I just want something that you don't care about in return. Yeah. That type of thing. So what she keeps She saying. wanted the... Uh, she wanted her. She wanted the ring, which uh, that girl said her grandmother gave her, so it means a lot to her type of thing. So she wouldn't give the ring up yet. So that kind of keeps coming back and uh, coming back. But one of the things I was going to say is uh, there's a point pretty early in where after she's gotten the shoes and she makes the track team uh you can tell that it's starting to change her she's becoming uh kind of mean toward people mm. and lashing out at them uh when she wasn't doing that before and then she needs an outfit right she's got to have an outfit and my question here is and again i'm obviously no fashion guy but andrew <laughs> i did was that was that really a nice looking outfit? I don't know. I, I don't know. I didn't think it was. It was just a purple cloth. <laughs> I don't know. I just kept looking at it like, what's this? Because every character in season is like, wow, that's incredible. It's the most amazing. I think it's just one of those believable things. That's like, I, did, I was like, I don't know what's happening. I like how the sneakers were just ASICs. And they were like, we could use these because nobody knows what the logo is back then. Well, <laughs> also, whenever that uh, the shop lady shows up, she has a sound effect, and it sounds like a toilet flushing to me. And one time she shows up in the bathroom, and it really threw me off. <laughs> I forgot about that. I would have I liked they never explained her backstory like 100% like I would have uh, a little miniature story but but this is a great moral of because of realizing that being you is actually pretty awesome yeah because right. she starts like stealing her beauty yeah and then the gist of it is a shopkeeper banned. was was basically her when she was her age and ended up where she was because of that. And the only way she could not do that is to trick another girl into becoming her so she can get out of it. Because also the other part, too, is the little sister starts doing it. Yeah. And she goes to the shopkeeper and she's like, I'll give you whatever you want. Just don't do anything with my little sister. Leave her alone. And she offers the ring. She's, Which was the big deal because that ring actually does mean a lot. And the ring meant a lot. And it was... I've felt like, uh, like an actual sacrifice. sacrifice the sacrifice any if you watch anything once you sacrifice yourself for the greater good 
you yeah. end up surviving. Spock. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Spock's a great example. Optimus Prime. There you go. Another great example. Yeah. It's it's really, it was actually pretty moving at the end. Yeah. Even though I, you can see it, you can see it coming, really. But I, I still really like that part of it. Uh, and then, of course, it still kind of works out for her, but that woman, the shopkeeper lady, uh, it, she showed that she was still actually pretty greedy in a way, and she was just going to, she just wanted out of her deal, and she was going to trick that girl any way she could, and it ended up being her undoing in a way. Yeah. Uh, so the shopkeeper reminded me of the merchant for Resident Evil 4. <laughs> yes. Everybody's never played Resident Evil 4. Also in my notes, I put the million dollar man because everybody's got a price. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then right. also just be happy who you are. Yeah. What's uh what's your scare grade for this? I gave it a four. Cause as if you kind of put yourself in this situation, that is a little freaky that all of a sudden you're just getting all this stuff stripped away. And then all of a sudden, somebody that you love has got to go through this same thing, and you don't want that because you know what the outcome is going to be. So yeah. I gave it, I gave it a four. I gave it a three and a half. I agree with you. Uh, I really liked that. But what I really liked was the actual story to this. Yeah, the story I thought was really good. I give the story a four point five. That's what I gave it. Anyway. <laughs> so there you go. Uh, next one is Tale of the Dead Man's Float. Season five, episode five. Oh, geez. Okay. So this one starts off with a little boy gets into a pool and I guess it's his sister and the boyfriend who's the lifeguard. They're in the other room. All of a sudden, something pulls down the boy. And that's pretty much the end. And it starts in 1954. A lot of kids ground, uh, drown in this show. We know yeah. that. A lot yeah. of drowning, a lot of vampires. <laughs> it's easy. It's cheap scares. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so fast forward to there's this boy, Zeke. Now we're in like the 90s. So what, 40 years later? Because I still think the, ni- the 90s. Uh, <laughs> I still think Was... the 90s are only like 10 years away. <laughs> yeah, 10, years, <laughs> 10 years pass, but. Uh, so we're in the nineties and you, you see this boy, he's kind of like the dork. He's into, you know, a lot more into school than anything else. So he likes this girl and he says, which is weird. Cause her name is Clarice. So I kept on she- hearing <laughs> that in my head. Hello, Clarice. And she's, a, and she's on the swim team. Yeah. She's on the swim team. So he's like, I want to show you something. And she's like, well, just tell me, you know, back and forth, that stupid stuff. So finally shows her and it's this door to the pool it just says to pool and she's like dude we don't have to drive an hour to swim not anymore if there's a pool right here they open it it looks like crap and then all of a sudden they talk about how weeks later the pool is back open and there's a janitor there's a janitor we're gonna go into this part he's an important part his name is charlie because also, the lifeguard in the beginning name was Charlie. Let's just put two and two together there. <laughs> so everything seems to be going great. Swim team swimming. Everything else. Uh, <laughs> swim team be swimming. <laughs> <laughs> so all of a sudden you see a couple of scenes where there's something weird happening where it seems like there's something underwater, but it just misses the people in the swim team. 
So later on, it's what Charlie, Charlie and Clarice, um, they make a deal because Clarice is, I got to say it that way. Yeah. He's failing chemistry. So Zeke's going to help her pass it. And then she's going to teach him how to swim. And they decide that they're going to make a raft. I don't know. Did your school have a raft for the pool? <laughs> That's one of my big notes here is who takes a raft to a pool? <laughs> Like it's I, not just it's not just a float. Let, let's no. get this straight. It's an actual raft. Yeah, there are holes. Like, think, like the one that point. Indiana, the one that Indiana Jones jumped out of that plane with that size of a raft. So they're in there, and then all of a sudden something attacks them again, and then they realize they're like, "Oh, it smells like rotten eggs when it's about to." Or first, then they meet up with Charlie because I think Charlie saves them, the janitor, and he tells them the story about pool and the kid that died and that it was built over a burial ground. Because of course it get, was. Yeah, yeah. But they didn't get all the bodies out. So then they're like, Oh, it smells like yeah, rotten. They let them hit the floor. Yeah. <laughs> they're like, Oh, it smells like rotten eggs. And, and Zeke's like, Oh, well, if you pour this on it, we'd be able to see it. So they pour this stuff into the pool. And then now all of a sudden you can see it and they try and like hit it, but it's made of water. Go yeah. figure. So they're like, oh, I I do like the safety things in this. So they figure out how to get rid of it. And it's some chemical that mis- mixes with water that's going to get rid of it. So the girl is about to throw it on there. And Zeke knocks it out of her hand. And is like, hey, you can't do that. Your hands are wet. Yeah. Make sure you're wearing gloves. But yet she throws the whole thing into the pool with yeah. the and then she goes in there and she gets it. But before she throws it on him, she makes sure she walks over and puts on the gloves and the safety goggles to throw it onto this monster to kill it. But she freezes when the monster shows up. Yeah. And the and Charlie, you know, what's the kid's name again? Zeke uh jumps in to save her, which is that's a great that's why they did all that, just to show that yeah. he he would do that because he likes her. Uh, but uh, he literally jumps right in next to the ghost, just FYI. Uh, like, like that ghost could have just, just stretched his arm out and would have totally got the kid. Uh, and uh, saves the day, uh, and they end up getting rid of the ghost. And the um, boyfriend and girlfriend. Yeah. yeah. Um, my first note here is, with the Midnight Society, this is an introduction of Stig, I guess, because that's the way it kind of showed. Yeah. Uh, and he the bagged episode that we were talking about. <laughs> yeah, he was showed up with, in a bag over his head, and uh, that one girl obviously has a problem with him, does not like him, and he kisses her on the cheek, uh, which was weird to me. Didn't care for that. She definitely did not consent. <laughs> Can't do that, bro. Yeah, didn't like that at all. Uh, all right. So here's one of the other notes. <laughs> all right, when. He's like, hey, I want to show you something. He's going to show her the pool, right? Yeah. They first go into the boys' locker room, and she goes, the boys' locker room? I've seen this before. (laughs) And my note is, she's seen the boys' locker room before? Maybe a tour? I don't know. I don't know. All I know is, in my high school, during gym, I never once saw the girls' locker room. (laughs) And your boy would have loved to. I'm not going to lie. Act like I'm above it. But uh, yeah, um, also one thing I will say is this ghost looked great. This uh, this water ghost looked awesome. This is he reminded me of 
a live action Scooby Doo ghost in a way. It, it, the the perfectly because it turned it like orange. The chemical yeah. made it like orange and everything else. Uh, so my notes are: you like to talk about the locker room. How did nobody notice this pool? And a kid died in this pool, and yet nobody in this town knows about this pool or the. And it's a giant pool, by the way. It's, it's not small. It's huge. It's an Olympic sized pool. It's got to be up there. And it's big enough for this. it's it's big enough for a raft, Andrew. And while they were building, like, got to rebuild it and get all this stuff going, and they said it only took weeks. So it only took weeks to clean up forty years of damage. No, I, I, I just from experience, I know this is true because. Uh, I played Power Wash Simulator on my Xbox, and you can do it I pretty fast. That. That's a good game. It's really fun. <laughs> Jacoby has that. You know, the little kid that lives down the hall. From me. Yeah. Uh, All right. But- I will also, my other note real quick is, this is just a personal thing for me. I do not like water that goes over my head. It's oh. just not for me. So this kind of added it to me. So this is a personal scare for me. But go ahead. But the, the pool thing, like that Charlie guy didn't say anything. Like, while they were doing it, like, hey, don't do it. Like, if you watch any type of horror movie, there's always that old guy that warns the people. Yeah. Don't he, do doesn't, he doesn't show up until afterwards, so they've already no. found it and everything. Yeah, no. I'm with he, you. He doesn't say a word. It would have take, taken, like, five seconds just to have him show up and say, hey, don't go in there. <laughs> and how do you not notice a whole section yeah. of the building? Like, Don't I, go down that road there. Add, yeah. add it on. I don't. Uh, there's just so many. This is this to me honestly is worse than the ghost driving the car. This this episode is it's not. That's going too far. The ghost driving the car is so so much worse. Thing is, you're missing out on so many great like horror tropes. Like I said, the old guy warning the people. Not it definitely should have had that. Yeah, definitely should have had that. Is the biggest horror trope in the world, and yet there isn't. Come on, pet cemetery. That's all I kept thinking in my head. You shouldn't go there. You shouldn't do that. You know, shouldn't do that there. Yeah. <laughs> uh but with that being said, I did give it a four for the scare because the ghost was good. Yeah, agreed. And it, uh, I'm also going to give it a four point five again. I don't like water it goes over my head. I'm not a I can swim. Gets, gets I'm not a good swimmer, uh, so I don't care for it. And I always have this thing of especially in North Carolina when you're swimming in a lake, you do not see the bottom of the lake. So. Oh no. <laughs> yeah, I give I gave it a four. Uh, overall grade 3.5 because the, it, you missed it. If they would have had that trope, it probably would have been a 4 4.5. Because you you're on not wrong, you're biggest not wrong. Thing that you could do, I gave it a four. I, I like that ghost a lot, and you're not wrong in your complaints. But I will say, out of all the combos of the two random kids put together. I felt that these two actually had a little bit of chemistry, and I I mean that pun completely. But uh, they actually, you know what I mean? Like, they actually yeah. seemed like they played off each other very well. It seemed like they actually played the roles, like, the way yeah. that they are. Yeah. Hello, uh, So that, that helped a lot for me. Hello, Clarice. Uh, <laughs> so this is the next one is the tale of the night shift. If you're watching it on Paramount, uh, season five, episode seventeen. Yeah, the gist of this one is it's a hospital. It's the night shift at a hospital, and there's a lot of creeping. Well, that's just creepy in the first place, right? Yeah, the hospital at night, of course. And um, there's a lot of weirdness going on here, uh, and that's 
And there's a vampire. I mean, I've literally told you what the episode is it, right there. It, it pretty much is that. Yeah. Huh. Uh, I, uh, I will say the first reveal of the vampire is done really well. I was not expecting it and also expecting it, but I still jumped a little bit mm-hmm. because you follow this. They make this one poor kid because he had signed for something when he wasn't supposed to and he had to go find it because it was missing. And it goes down into the basement of the hospital Just where like the furnace, where the, yeah, where the furnace is. And he hears something and he slowly walks around the corner and this is shot really well uh cause that face of that vampire kind of comes out of nowhere and it's that part's done very well uh but the gist like of it is it was like girl yeah yes uh the gist of this is oh yeah he sees a girl and she says come here and he follows her back there and when he gets to the around the corner that Monsters revealed the vampires revealed, yeah. Um, the other the, this story basically follows the main nurse girl, she's going to school during the day, so she has to work the night shift. I got, I got it. How old is she? She's a candy striper. I've heard that term, but I can't tell you what it means. So, candy striper is like, uh, I don't think they do it anymore. Back in the day, uh, if you wanted to become like a nurse or help volunteer at a hospital, you could do that and you could be like underage. But obviously they don't do it today. Yeah. Like They're almost like a sort of like an intern in a way is what you're saying. Kind of. Yes. It, yeah. And the, you wear like that striped outfit or like. Oh, yeah. Outfit, yes. Yes. And yeah. They call you a candy striper. My, my, what, what is she? Uh, my stepmom. <laughs> <laughs> My memory is so bad. My memory is so, so bad. So this is another famous person in here. If you've ever watched Don't Mess with the Zohan or Entourage. What a, what a great couple is, of credits. Is, is the girl, plays the girl in here. If you ever watch Entourage, Salone is the girl in this. So yeah, I know they kind of, these things are not like the other. So this kid, this other kid that she knows is there because he's getting his tonsils out. And he's, uh, let's just, he's a bit pushy. <laughs> Very pushy. She said no multiple times. The, the, if you pull this thing down to a moral, it's that just keep pushing it. She'll eventually say yes. Uh, Yeah, I can <laughs> see that. <laughs> Which, if you listen to a lot of old people, that's how your grandparents got together. <laughs> this dude is <laughs> off the wall. You not heard that? Like I hear so many stories of like old people or like the the old the like the old grandma be like, at first I didn't want to be with him, but he just wouldn't leave me alone. I was like, you know what? And now we've been married for fifty years. You know what? How I got my wife? I gave her the George Costanza. I don't. I don't watch that show. Oh yeah, you don't watch Seinfeld. So there's an episode of Seinfeld where George is like, I'm just gonna stop caring. Yeah, don't care. And he walks up to this girl and he's like, here's my number. My name is George. If you call me, call me. If you don't, no big deal. So I, me being the Seinfeld pop culture nerd that I am, like, I'm going to do this. And holy shit. Sorry for my language on this, but she called me. And we've been married for 17 years. So just don't care, kids. 
Yeah, and she thinks I'm great. So because <laughs> you're scheduling. <laughs> don't don't say that part. And she thinks and she thinks <laughs> Jokic is the worst basketball player in the world. Yeah. Don't say that part. You're gonna throw off her uh, judgment of both me and Jokic and you. <laughs> I thought this was a fairly creepy episode though. I I thought it was too. I liked the shape shifting vampire because you never yeah. knew who was the vampire. Right. Uh, way different than Vampire Town. I, that like, kid in the wheelchair screamed too loud for me, though. He's a bit loud. Yeah, I like the fact that the kid that had to go look for the water pump, when he was bitten, he didn't turn all the way, so he was kind of yeah. helping him, but he wasn't like a human. He was kind of like, you could, he was pretty decent of an actor for uh, Are You Afraid of the Dark episode. I agree. Felix. Him. Felix yeah. was his name. Felix, you could see him like fighting it, and he would kind of like crawl around. Oh, but though, by the way, when they're all three together, and the vampire shows up. They just leave Felix in the dust. They just take off and leave him. Well, say, screw this guy. Already. <laughs> I I actually, I liked it. At first, I was like, I don't know about this one. But as I got into it, I was like, this this is This one actually got better as it went, I yeah. felt. And then they end up burning the coffin. Because they find out the coffin is what Felix signed for when Felix wasn't supposed to yeah. sign anything. So Felix kind of screwed up. At first, in the beginning, I was like, why is that guy yelling at Felix? Yeah. Realized, you know what, Felix? You just let a vampire into this whole hobby. But he he does come through at the end, though. Yeah, he does. And helps. Yeah. Uh, my things were, like I said, why is there a candy striper at a uh, night shift? Yes. I've never... I don't... I didn't think you would let, let a kid do that. Right. Also, uh, I like I said, I really like the night... The shape-shifting vampire. I think that was a cool aspect. Yeah. Really well done. I and this atmosphere was got spookier and spookier as it should. Uh, so I like that aspect of it. Uh, this was a fairly strong episode. I felt I gave it a scary. The scary I gave it a four because I also yeah the same gave it. I thought it was very suspenseful, like scary, like in a way because you didn't know quite where the vampire was. You had an idea, but you always didn't know. And a grade of four. Same. My scare and episode grade are both a four for me. Um, this is, but this is also one of those episodes when they finally destroy the vampire that it shows that it's a, a mid nineties CG stuff. Yeah. I will say, yeah. but you gotta, you just accept it. That's fine. So it's it, gotta look at the story. If we would have graded the special effects, there has been some. <laughs> yeah. Some Pretty rough. Yeah. So All right, what's the last one? The last one is the tale of the dream girl. And this is, I bought this one on YouTube. So this one takes place uh, in a bowling alley. There's a brother and a sister. The brother does maintenance. The sister is like a waitress and they're talking and everything. It's, everything seems kind of like cool and everything else. And, um, so they're just sitting there, they're talking, and all of a sudden there's one point where the wait where the girl's behind the counter and she gives the brother a drink because the brother's complaining that he doesn't get any recognition. Like nobody I keep this place up and running, I don't get any recognition because the manager, owner, whatever the bowling alley is like, This is great, everything's running smoothly, I don't have to hire another maintenance guy everything is wonderful. And the brother's like, I can't keep on doing this. You know, things like I'm doing all this and no, nobody even notices anything. Oh, I forgot to mention. He finds before all this, he finds a ring in his locker. 
and he puts it on. It's like a girl's ring. So as they're going through, and he's talking, but the part, I, I holy shit. So he get, the 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 sister gives the brother a drink, but there's no damn ice in it. It's like a coke, and there's no ice in it. All right, that drove me nuts. All right, but <laughs> is it a fountain drink? Yes. Like yeah, you gotta glass. have ice. You it's in have, a glass. You gotta have ice in a fountain drink. Yeah. No, it wasn't just like like dumping it. No, it was. <laughs> oh, you're not like Andrew. Get over yourself. You're like, was it a fountain drink? Yes, <laughs> that, that changes it for me. <laughs> fountain drinks have to have ice. Let's get the whole picture. All right, so he starts. Uh, he tells his sister that he's seen this. That he starts seeing like this girl, like a ghostly figure, and in his dreams. And all of a sudden, there's a girl that kind of looks like that figure in the dreams. And he's like, I'm going to go talk to her. The sister's like, don't go do that. Don't go do that. And she's supposed to be like the stuck the stuck up, like, stoddy, popular girl. So he stands right. behind her, and he's trying to talk to her. And then the girl goes, oh, to her friends, like, do you hear somebody talking to me? And they're like, no, I don't hear anybody talk to you. I don't know who that could be. So the brother's feeling, feeling down. Like, he's like. He's like, I just feel like nobody can see me. So finally, uh, the the sister shows him this newspaper article of the girl that he's seen, and she died in a car accident. Okay, and so they're like, well, I'm gonna go find their gravesite. So they go to the cemetery, which is totally done, but it is what it is, and the boy goes right to the girl's grave. Like he doesn't, he doesn't have any memory of this girl or anything, but yeah, he knows right where her grave is. So the sister's talking and the sister's like, you knew where this grave was. Do you know her? And he's like, no, I don't know her. And he's like, yes, you, she's like, yes, you do. You know her. And he's like, how else would you know where her grave was? You've been here before. Oh, I forgot the other part too, where she invites the ghost girl, invites him to the bowling alley at night. And there's like all these like fifties people. So it's like a bunch of other ghosts. And she keeps on saying, you need to come with me. I forgot about that part. But so fast forward to the grave and she's like, you, you've been here. And all of a sudden the sister unfolds the other side of the article. And it's a picture of the brother. He was a boyfriend in the car accident with the girl that died that was girlfriend yeah yeah (laughs) that's a great reveal over it blew my mind that's an m nice Shyamalan level of awesome dude it just blew my mind because here you are and and it reveals that he's dead and he just didn't realize it and the only person that could see him was the sister like some six son stuff yeah yeah and the only person that could see him was the sister but the sister didn't want to say anything because there's another point in here where it's kind of like, you can't really tell, like the mother just seems kind of like sad and worn out. And she's like, I'm going to bed. I think it's time for you guys to go to bed. And the sister goes to bed and the brother's like, I think I'm just going to stay up and watch TV. But the mother doesn't like, she's more or less, it seems like she's just acknowledging both of them. Yeah. But she's not actually interacting with the brother. <laughs> yeah. Right? Yeah. So that's the way it kind of goes out through this whole entire thing. So they find out that, they died together and she's trying to get him to come back. And that was her ring. And that All was right, see, I understand why you like this one so much. I would have loved to have seen this one. Yeah. Like this was worth the dollar 99. I'm not, I get, I get why this one is like the top rated one. 
I at first like watching, I'm like, oh, what is this? Some stupid haunting thing. Yeah. Oh my goodness, this girl is gonna haunt him. Is this another shiny red bike thing where the girl's gonna warn him? Or yeah, it's something from the past and he falls in love with her, but they can't be together. But they were together and they died together in this car accident. And that's why that guy was like, I don't need to hire a maintenance guy because the ghost is still working and doing things. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, but yeah, but they end up crossing over together. Oh man. Well, what grades do you give this? Uh, it's, it's kind of like in the sit, sit one with the, I gave it like a little bit of one for the scary. Cause it got a little bit, it, it gets creepy, but it's more in that mold of like the tale of C7. Yeah where it was um just a great story on scary but great right. even a five i gave it a yeah. five like this tale of c7 like i understood what it was it was just a great story that played out even though i got the gist of what was going to happen right this one i felt like i was on my like on my toes like because i have this habit if after you watch so many movies you could kind of figure things out oh yeah 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 and this one I couldn't figure it out until the end. Cause like once she unfolds that paper and there's a picture of him with the girl and it's like, you died too. That's, that's incredible. <laughs> and all she's doing is trying to call him over, even though yeah. he doesn't remember dying. Like he wow. had no recollection up until that point of him, of him. dying. Yeah. That's I like that a lot. Yeah. That's a great story. Yeah. The sister's the only one that can see him. So she's obviously interacting with him, and everything else. Yeah, that's really cool. All right, so that's probably that sounds like even though I didn't get to see it, the best episode of out of all of them. John, um, you got a dollar ninety nine. Go check it. I'm out. not. I'm still not going to do it. Uh, <laughs> it it was my. Uh, do you have a favorite? Because this one was my favorite that I watched. It that one probably would have been if I had seen it. Uh, I really liked the radio station one quite a lot. I liked the swimming pool one kind of. Uh, quite a lot um uh, i don't i gotta say out of the eight that i saw i only felt like a couple of them just weren't that great and we kind of said which ones that weren't that great other ones at least had some aspects of it that i could get into um but i think just for an overall creepiness atmosphere and ghost being great was actually a vampire probably the night shift one uh worked the best as a if you want if you have kids or you're a kid and you kind of want to be scared but you want to be you don't want to like throw them to the wolves just quite yet it's, yeah. it's a really great episode for that yeah yeah my least favorite was the vampire town yeah same same yeah that one just didn't work all of them, uh, I can understand why they're on there for like watching them, but except for Vampire Town, like that one needs to be replaced with anything else. Yeah, I don't get why that one's on there at all. Uh, but that is Are You Afraid of the Dark? Yes. The top 10 episodes. We finish out uh, Nostalgia Haunted House with that. Uh, Andrew, what are you dressing up for Halloween? Uh, I'm working. So, Home Depot employee. So, as a Home Depot employee. <laughs> Home Depot employee, but I'm not even I don't even dress up as a Home Depot employee because you don't wear the orange vest or whatever that thing is, orange apron. Uh, no, we're not required to because we work at night. Oh, because the night shift. Yeah, <laughs> I swear if I see a water pump, I'm out. 
<laughs> but I think I the thing with Felix is I think I'll know the difference between a coffin, yeah, and a water pump. Because yeah, I think most certainly was a coffin. Yeah. There's nothing he even came, when he came down there. I forgot about that. When he came down, he was like, I thought it was a water pump because that's what it said. But really, it was a coffin. <laughs> what? Nah, he's a kid. Story, I'm glad the story was good because if, yeah. if it was a bad story, I would have rated it real low just based on that. What? You thought yeah. that was a water pump? Yeah, but of course, uh, my favorite part of this whole thing was that the a ghost could drive a car. I'm just glad that I know that now. That really helps me. Uh, I, I'm still annoyed by the trope. <laughs> just, yeah, but that is that is it. Uh, next month, uh, I think we're Nick O sent over. We're going to review an album, a Raffi album, and then we're going to do tournaments of heroes and villains. Yeah, a little too, Ralphie. Yeah. We're going to do the, the Heroes Tournament, then the Villains Tournament, and then the winners we're going to pin together at the end of the Villains yep. Tournament. And then we go back to our movie review, normal month. So next month is pretty action-packed there. Stacking up, stacking up, I'd say. Yeah. Make sure you check out all our social medias, Nostalgia Funhouse, on Facebook and Instagram. Andrew does an incredible job of keeping us up, always putting up some fun stuff on there for you to interact with. Yes. Uh, it, so make sure you check those out and uh, check out the um, the uh, <laughs> Patreon. There's a lot of P words in my life. I had to think of what the one I was trying to think of. Patreon. Uh, let me be able to afford a dollar ninety nine episode of Are You Afraid of the Dark? And join that. Yeah. Uh, check out the YouTube. Uh, we're gonna start doing probably some top five lists that we're going to put on there not together separate doing their little separate things uh let's play in the next couple of days you will be able to uh i did an unboxing of snow spout from the he-man origins line but if you want to see that now uh you could always go over to the patreon because once i schedule out youtube videos i put it right to patreon probably about a week or two before the actual video comes out on youtube nice little bonus nice. for joining patreon yeah well worth it i would think especially because it's just a dollar yes i mean the cheapest uh the best bargain in all of podcasting i would dare say yes and also to let you know that if we give you a fountain drink we will put ice in it i swear to you there will be ice in it <laughs> but with that being said good morning good afternoon and good night and goodbye from the nostalgia haunted house.